0: mormonism 101 for teens is a valuable resource for anyone wanting a simplified view of the mormon religion from a christian perspective mormonism 101 for teens is available at your favorite christian bookstore or at mrm.org viewpoint on mormonism the program that examines the teachings of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints from a biblical perspective Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism Does
1: the Mormon Word of Wisdom prohibit energy drinks? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We've been looking this week at an article titled Vaping Coffee, Tea, and Marijuana that was published in the New Era magazine, and as I've mentioned, this is written for younger adults in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, late teens and so forth. This is the August 2019 edition, and basically what it was supposed to do was to clear up a few items that young people today may be confused about when it comes to the Word of Wisdom. Now, so far we've looked at the topic of vaping and e-cigarettes, mochas, lattes, macchiatos, green tea, and iced tea, and yesterday we discussed another paragraph that was in this short article dealing with marijuana and opioids. But there was one topic that I found suspiciously missing, and I couldn't figure out why in an article such as this that is written for young people, why was this topic overlooked? Now, it's not that this issue has been ignored completely because it has been discussed. The topic of energy drinks was brought up in the December 2008 issue of Ensign Magazine in an article written by Thomas J. Boud, spelled B-O-U-D. But it's interesting what he does. He uses the caffeine content as being the the real bad guy in this. And certainly an overabundance of caffeine can cause health problems, mostly in some people rather than others. Others don't seem to be affected by it in, in a negative way. But this topic of energy drinks is a little more controversial, but it's something that a lot of young people certainly do partake. I found this article on Healthline.com titled, Are Energy Drinks Good or Bad for You? And this is how it starts off. It says people of all ages consume them and they continue to grow in popularity. But some health professionals have warned that energy drinks may have harmful consequences, which has led many people to question their safety. Then it goes on to explain what an energy drink is. And, of course, we know a lot of the famous brands. Of course, there's Red Bull and there's Monster and there's Rockstar, Full Throttle. And then you even have the small little bottles called the 5-Hour Energy Drinks, which is only not even two ounces, but has as much as 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. And I admit, I keep a bottle of this in my car. And if I'm on a long drive and I just feel like maybe I need to be a little bit more alert, then by all means, I'm going to probably take one of these. And I find that they do help. But it's not something that I take all the time. It's not something that I'm doing every day. But when it comes to these energy drinks, this is something that young people in particular often drink on a regular basis. The biggest problem people have with the energy drinks, of course, is the sugar content. It's very high in sugar, but there's also a high caffeine content as well. Let me just read you from this article the bullet points that it has. For instance, it says on the good side that energy drinks can improve brain function. Energy drinks may help people function when they're tired. But then on the negative side, it says energy drinks may cause heart problems in some And it says that there are concerns that energy drinks may contribute to heart problems. But what I found surprising is it says over 20,000 trips to the emergency department are associated with energy drink use every year in the United States alone. It also says that consuming energy drinks may increase blood pressure and heart rate and decrease important markers of blood vessel function, which could be bad for heart health. It also says that if you have a history of heart disease, consuming energy drinks occasionally and in reasonable amounts is unlikely to cause heart problems in healthy adults with no history of heart disease. So there is some controversy in this, but you would think in writing an article such as this one, vaping, coffee, tea, and marijuana, written to young people, and it's supposed to clarify in the minds of young people, What is allowed and what is prohibited for young Latter-day Saints, you would think that this would have been listed in this article, but it's not. But as I said, it's not that it's never been talked about before. The article by Thomas J. Bowd, B-O-U-D, titled The Energy Drink Epidemic, that was in Ensign magazine for December 2008, had this to say.
2: While we are counseled against taking addictive substances or harmful drugs, the Word of Wisdom does not specifically prohibit caffeine. However, I believe that if we follow the spirit of the Word of Wisdom, we will be very careful about what we consume, particularly any substance that can have a negative impact on our bodies. This is true regarding any drug, substance, or even food that may be damaging to one's health. This includes caffeine.
1: Now notice the caffeine content is a concern of this author, and this was found in the Ensign magazine, but it was back in 2008. It's been over a decade since the Ensign, I think, had anything to do with this. I'm not aware of any other articles that were written since that time. But I'm just surprised that it was not included in this article in the August 2019 edition of New Era, since it seems like the church wants to clarify things that are kind of gray when it comes to the Word of Wisdom. Alcohol use, it says that specifically. Tobacco use, it says that specifically in the Word of Wisdom. That's probably why it wasn't listed in this article. But it's talking about the new grayer areas and trying to help young people discern in their context those things that are okay as opposed to things that should be prohibited.
2: There was an article in the Salt Lake Tribune from September fifth, two 2012. The headline of the article says, okay Mormons, drink up. Coke and Pepsi are okay. And it talked about how the church came out posting a statement on its website saying that the church does not prohibit the use of caffeine and that the face health code reference to hot drinks does not go beyond tea and coffee. It was talking a lot about the sodas as well, that soda was never banned because of the caffeine. You wrote an article, Bill, on our website. Actually, it was first published in Mormonism Researched, which is a free publication. If you'd like to get that, you can go to our website, and you can actually uh, subscribe to that. It comes out every other month. But the name of the article, so now it isn't the caffeine? And you can find that at mrm.org caffeine hyphen intake. And you give some of these quotes to say, wait a minute here. It's been very clear that the caffeine plays a major issue. And let me just give you one instance when it comes to sodas. This is from Spencer W. Kimball, 12th president of the church. The teachings of Spencer W. Kimball is the name of the book, page 202. And he said this. I never drink any of the cola drinks, and my personal hope would be that no one would. However, they are not included in the Word of Wisdom in its technical application. Then he goes on and says, With reference to the cola drinks, the Church has never officially taken any attitude on this, but I personally do not put them in the class, as with the tea and coffee, because the Lord specifically mentioned them, the hot drinks. So, he says, well, you shouldn't drink it, even though it's not officially there. But we talked on Monday about how confusing this whole thing is because different leaders say different things at different times. I mean, we have a guy like George Q. Cannon of the first presidency who said that you shouldn't drink tea, coffee, chocolate, cocoa, and all drinks of this kind are not good for man. He says that in Journal of Discourses, volume 12, page 221. And then he also says on page 223, we must not permit them to drink liquor or or hot drinks, or hot soups, or use tobacco or other articles that are injurious. But when it comes to this issue of the colas, certainly Bruce R. McConkie, apostle of the church in Mormon doctrine, he wrote that in 1966, second edition, page 845, he says, "Certainly, the partaking of cola drinks, though not included within the measuring standard here set out." is in violation of the spirit of the word of wisdom. Bill, you have different leaders saying different things. What is a Latter-day Saint supposed to think if the leaders can't even agree on what the standards are for what the word of wisdom said? My question is, why was God so unclear when he uses hot drinks? Why wasn't he more specific and help us understand what we should know for this 21st century, because certainly he had to know, God's an all-knowing God, even in Mormonism, certainly he should have known that there were going to be other issues like vaping and green teas and other things like that, that would have given us more clarification so that the leaders could have helped us to better understand what we're supposed to do.
1: Well, I think a huge confusion is just over this caffeine issue, When you talk to many Latter-day Saints on the street and you ask them, well, why is there a prohibition against coffee? Many times they will tell you it's the caffeine content. When we wrote about this in one of our books, we had a Mormon apologist respond and say that it wasn't that at all, that he went on to talk about, well, you can burn your throat from drinking coffee that's too hot. Well, what fool is going to drink scalding water on a regular basis? Let's be serious about this. Not Few people are going to do that. But this caffeine issue becomes very confusing. And as I point out in that article that you just mentioned, caffeine was the topic at the time in the early 20th century and mid-20th century. And if Bruce McConkey thinks that cola drinks are a problem, what separates a cola drink from some of your other soft drinks? Well, it's the caffeine content. And if that's the problem, then why shouldn't these energy drinks be a problem for young Latter-day Saints. You take, for instance, all of the the energy drinks, including Monster or Rockstar or Full Throttle, they come usually in a 16-ounce can, and there's about 160 milligrams of caffeine in that can. And if caffeine's a problem, realize 160 milligrams in a 16-ounce can, there's 100 milligrams of caffeine in a cup of coffee. Now, Granted, the coffee is a lesser amount, usually 8 to 10 ounces. But most kids are not drinking 8 to 10 ounces of an energy drink. They're drinking the whole can and probably not even stopping at just one.
2: It's interesting. We live in the state of Utah, and so we're not able to buy uh, hard liquor at the grocery store like you can in most other states. And so uh, the idea of caffeination in the uh, sodas was a big deal I'm going to say even just 10 years ago, because if you went into a 7-Eleven or a Top Stop and you were to go to the fountain, about half of them or more were decaffeinated drinks. You don't see it as much anymore. In fact, I understand they're serving caffeinated sodas at BYU where they used to ban that completely. So, you know, it's interesting how things change And who's doing the changing? Why was it not allowed 10, 15, 20 years ago? Why is it allowed today? Nobody really tells us.
1: I think those are some great questions. And I think we need to reiterate, Eric, as we said earlier in this series, I have no problem with the church cautioning its members about things that may cause them physical harm. I don't have a problem with that at all. And I think some of these warnings are very legitimate. However, when you cross the boundary and start partaking of these certain items, a sin, then I think you've gone outside of the parameters of the Bible. And I think we need to be careful about that. Certainly, if things are harmful, if you are a wise Christian, stay away from them. I mean, wisdom dictates that. But to put some of these things, as the Mormon Church does, into a category of sin that can prevent you from receiving celestial exaltation as they understand and teach it, I think certainly crosses the line.